Hi, Nick. Hi, Caleb. You remember that time back in internet culture where we were all just like so random? Yes, I do remember that. We were like XD face. <laughs> Some of us are still XD face, but we were we were also like Rafa Lameo. Mm-hmm. And we were like... Well, some of us are still Rafa Lameo. Well, that's true. We yeah. were like really into cat memes. I wonder if you and I have different senses of what it means to be just so totally random here. <laughs> I think the XD face is a very important, inextricable part of that so random humor. That's, uh, I, see, now, and maybe so, because maybe I embrace that, but, like, I've always felt very spiritually connected to XD face, uh, because that's a, that's a feeling I have. Just like, ah! Like, I have that feeling. Well, I was just thinking, I'm thinking that we need a better word to refer to that period of time than having to say the full phrase, like, that's so random culture. That's just so very random Yeah, humor. I was like, what about, like, uh... If we called it, if well, because I think just saying just random. No, that's not fair because it's there, boring. Something can still be random now. That's like referring to a like when we say modern refers to a certain time in the past. Yeah, that's ludicrous. What like if we, that that's no. What's modern is what's now. That needs a new name now. That needs a new name now that it's not modern. Just yeah. because somebody started talking about it then. What if we shortened XD and we just called it the kst phase? The kst phase? I'm fine with that. Do you have any other ideas? Um, Let's see. It, rem- it reminds me that at one point when I was like 16 or so that the word random, I think, was my first major pet peeve. Mm-hmm. I became so unreasonably frustrated with the people around me calling me random mm-hmm. when actually what I was was funny. <laughs> okay, there's a difference. It's called a non sequitur. Um, It's called just shining a light on the absurdity of this world, which is the service that I provide <laughs> and that I've always provided. But that doesn't answer my question. What no, do we call okay, it? sorry. Uh, let's see. We're talking about the era from like 2002 to 2017 yeah but like, I'm, thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking about more less about the era and more about the quality okay the quality the fi- i feel like you have an answer to this but you want me to say something but at this time all i can think of is just like how often i photoshopped meaningless phrases onto disconnected images and posted them to the starmen.net forums <laughs> and just embrace that random humor so you could call it like for you you could call it like starman yeah, it's the star, it's my Starman era. Yeah. Well, I guess what would I, you call it? I think it's inextricably linked to the noises that we would all type out making yes. during that time. Okay, like, for example, like rar. Oh, you know, rar, like, definitely. R-A-W-R. I've definitely typed rar. Like, so I think it would be great if you could say that something was rar. Yeah. Or I think even better, uh, or even closer, is mm. actually the the sound nya. Yeah. Do you remember that one? Yeah. The yes. N-Y-A-H? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm yes. thinking that it would be great if we could just talk about how nyah something is. Mm-hmm. You know? For example, I could say that uh, Sonic's sister is so nyah. Yes. <laughs> ah, yeah. Unfortunately, she's actually the least nya of the of the crew. That's true. That's true. There is a, there's a lot of nya going on in this triplet <laughs> set, but she's not actually all that. 
I'll bet yeah. yeah. Well, so in fiction, I guess my joke doesn't work very well, and usually I try so hard to make sure those jokes, you know, are unassailable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I am disappointed in myself for that one. You're I'm right. not disappointed in you. You know what? It was honestly. Sonia that you did that like <laughs> yeah, wow yeah. it like doesn't even make sense but it's like funny but it's like not true but it's not fun but it's like is funny anyway is that so well it's, it's so random. just like that it's so random we watched sonic <laughs> underground again thank you everybody for coming and listening to your two show yeah welcome to your two show everyone the show that is not random that is very calculated that every week brings you our 50-year plan. Yeah, we know the plan for every yeah. episode between now and the end of the world, which is why today, when Hulu didn't let us watch Sonic X, we decided instead <laughs> to watch Sonic Underground, Just, which was all part of the plan. It seems like a failing... There there was a failure of infrastructure, yes. which is a sort of hallmark of dystopia, mm-hmm. which forced us to take a detour down an alleyway, and who was standing at the end but a mother hedgehog in a weird cape. Yes. And she said, come with me, my children. Welcome back to the fold. We were going to watch Sonic X again because we loved it so much, and we were like, ugh, we need some of this thing that we really loved. Right. But what it turns it, out we mm, forgot is we actually really love Sonic Underground. I love Sonic Underground. Because we went back and we watched, what was this one, episode 11? Yeah. Episode 11, which was called- No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. no. We, this is episode 9. Episode so 9. So we're on episode 11 of Sonic X in the future sometime. But we've only watched eight episodes of Underground, and it feels like half of my lifetime. Yeah, I can't believe that's all we've seen. <laughs> it's like I, such a major phase in my own life. I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> we've seen more Sonic X than Sonic Underground because I feel like I spent so much time with Sonic Underground. And that's something that's very interesting because Sonic X, on the surface, I rem- I think of it more fondly. It is mm-hmm. sort of more fun. In a, it, at least you think it is. Yeah. But Underground is amazing and it's off the wall start to finish. And now I'm reflecting <laughs> back on it like how every episode is just stuffed to bursting with chili. Like so... Full like chili dogs in Sonic <laughs> what is humor in called? Sonic Underground. Uh, I already forgot the title. One thing that's changed since the last time we watched Sonic Underground is that I'm not allowed to take notes anymore. Yeah, we so we're going to see how this goes. Maybe I won't, t- you know. Uh, this episode, number nine, is called Tangled Webs. And what a web it is. What an amazing <laughs> web it weaves for us. Welcome to the future, which is like the past. Oh, and if Once we forgot more. to say, your two show is oh. a show where uh, we so, go piece uh, by piece uh, through every piece of the Sonic uh, media, uh, and we talk about its relationship uh, to our culture uh, and the wider uh, world. And to the human spirit. And uh, and I, I'm Nick Splendor. I'm Caleb Zane. Hewitt. Can you hit me with a recap? Yes. <laughs> I feel like I have, it's weird to feel like I haven't really gotten to do like a solid recap yeah. in a while for your two show. Yeah. I don't know what we've been doing over there, but... <laughs> <laughs> this feels like this feels like such a blast from the past right now. Yeah, we're going back to uh, it really does feel I mean it's been almost a year since we watched and talked about this show, I guess. Yeah. And this was one of the first thing this was the first thing that we really engaged with, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have been all around the cosmos of Sonic since then. Uh-huh. And coming back to this is very strange. It makes me feel it feels like home, you know? It does weirdly feel like home, and I'm not sure I love that. And here's what happened. <laughs> here's what happened. We start with a heist, one of the ones that's happened a couple of times yeah. in Sonic Underground, where Sonic, Sonya, and Manic are all attacking a factory. We get some information about how Sonic has like destroyed four factories in as many weeks. He's been doing a really, really incredible job. Yeah. Sonya has a new VR headset drone that she can control yeah. around, and they have a plan in place 
but Sonic hasn't arrived yet. Sonya and Manic start the plan. Manic decides kind of impatiently that he's not going to wait for Sonic to get there, and he goes inside the factory. Sonic, it turns out, is getting a chili dog at the chili dog bar, and he runs into his old friend, Cyrus. Yeah. Cyrus distracts him with a chili dog while he's supposed to be saving the day, and so Sonya and Manic get captured. Does that happen immediately? Yeah, that's the beginning. Do they get captured again? They get captured more than once okay, in this cool. episode. Right, sorry, good. <laughs> so, Sonya and Manic get captured. Sonic shows up a little bit late, totally wrecks the whole day, is like, oh, I did it. This is totally great. And yeah. Sonya gets frustrated with him because she says, we had a plan and we got captured and that put us in danger because you thought it would just be fine for you to show up and improvise when really you should have done the work. And she goes like, what were you eating chili dogs? And he's like wiping chili from his mouth. Like burping. His whole body is twice as round as normal. (laughs) And he's going, no. (laughs) (laughs) We get back to Cyrus, his friend who looks kind of like a lion. A little bit of a lion. I would call him a lion. Yeah. And he opens his mouth really wide later in a very kind of lion roary way. Yeah. So we we go back to Cyrus and we find out that Cyrus has some information from Another person in the underground, he says, while the filming of the episode does its best to show us that he's lying. Uh, uh lion? That he's lying? lying? Uh. Uh. So. <laughs> he's got a lapel pin, or like, mm-hmm. a, he's got a flower on his, on his boutonniere. <laughs> he has a surveillance boutonniere, mm-hmm. which extends a camera lens and makes us think that maybe he's like half roboticized or something, but no, it's just a camera. Yeah. But he's working for Robotnik. And we find out later it's because his Robotnik has told him that he will roboticize his whole family unless he spies on the resistance. Right, exactly. And so he's trying to find out about the, uh, you know, just trying to find out about their plans, but the other some weird guy who's around i forget who this guy like is like a hippie lion yeah the hippie guy um the goofy it's goofy it's goofy uh-huh. he mentions sanctuary and robotics like what what what's that what is sanctuary why have i never heard of this mm-hmm. and they're like oh it's just insider insider stuff we can't tell you about that but it turns out sanctuary is where all the children live. Right. This is an interesting thing because I've been looking at Sonic and his siblings as children but i guess yeah. in this case they they have progressed up to teen yeah and therefore are old enough to be participating in the resistance right most of which seems to be comprised of teenagers yeah there's an ambiguous aging but they are i, I guess they are teens yeah but we meet actual babies and that <laughs> <laughs> they go and visit sanctuary cyrus comes with them but cyrus realizes wait children i can't do this so he cracks his lapel pin right and throws it on the ground stomps it on a bridge Cutting out the video to uh, Robotnik and right. Sleet and Dingo. Yeah. This is after he's won everybody's trust because Robotnik invades the chili dog place, the like oh, hangout place. Right. There's a chili dog bar. That's yeah. where they're at. We, like, we joked, like, is this a chili dog bar? And it actually is because the bar itself is shaped like a chili dog yes. in this, like, big warehouse where they have pieces of Robotnik's, you know, robots mm-hmm. on the walls. It looks like it's been functioning as, like, a base for yeah. the resistance yeah. or at least a hangout fun time spot. Right. It's kind of makeshift get together yeah but robotic destroys it because he figured out where it was because right. of cyrus mm-hmm. cyrus then gets to save the day even though robotic set it up so that he would save the day earn everybody's trust and then they took him to sanctuary he's got a big pink gun that he calls a parabolic inverter yes. like the beams are pink and they freeze robots and that's not it's what a parabolic inverter <laughs> it turned- i was gonna go to tashi and get some parabolic inverters <laughs> 
but I realized that that didn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything, and the, the future is fake. <laughs> the sanctuary, we, we get to see the children. We get to have this nice, strange song about how children's laughter is going to save us all and yeah, how we yeah. children are our future. Oh, yeah. Teach them well and let them lead the harpsichord away. The, the sounds in these songs so often are like, exactly the sounds that were on my electric piano that i had when i was a kid like my keyboard yeah where you could like hit the like e piano button and it would be like sonic underground brought to you by casio it straight up it is is brought to us on the throne of Casio. These children have incredible designs. They look like the Monstars from yeah. Space Jam. When we saw the kids, we freaked out. We were trying not to like pause this episode and take pictures, but then as soon as we saw the kids, it was like, stop, stop everything. Stop, We've this is too much. <laughs> it's too much. It's it's incredible. Uh, Cyrus has like a has like a guilt moment in the middle of the video. So there's like this like chong 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 song playing. Yeah. While like the the exact same thing that's on the screen is flying by, but it's warped and black and there's white. Like five copies of it, three D shifting around. And Cyrus is like frowning and looking at the children who are dancing. Like, yeah. oh no, oh no, what have oh, I done? Oh no. And then he sees someone trip. It's like. Help the children, pick them up when they fall. And then someone literally falls on their face like they trip on a rock. And Cyrus is like, oh, no. You can't hear him. Help the children, answer the phone when they call. (laughs) And he goes and helps the kid up and then picks up two kids. And and he's like, oh, am I bad? No, we're all laughing. This is going to be fine. Uh, I made the right call. (laughs) But you didn't, Cyrus. It's already too late. It's already too late. And again, Sonia... And Manic get captured. But now, looking back, yeah. I cannot remember why. I don't remember. We, the song threw me <laughs> out of my mind for a little bit. I don't know what happened in what order after this. It's but such- I do know that Eggman finds them. Yep. Uh, he- Sonic and Sonya get captured. Oh, they're trying to go in through the sewers, right? They're going in through oh. the sewers. They've got the laser head. They give Sonic oh, a oh, different oh. VR headset. Okay, so I remember now. Okay. What they decide to do, because Cyrus has not yet fessed up to what was going on, Cyrus continues to lead them on the thing that he told them he would lead them on in the first place. So Cyrus protects the kids, but then follows through on the original plan, which was giving them these fake plans to a place to save a fake person, thereby hopefully trapping Sonic for Eggman to capture. Yeah. So he has these fake blueprints that he gives them and they set up a temporary shop in the sewer we get a nice little comment where uh, sonic says like this place is so gross and right. manic is like hey this is where i grew up hey this is my childhood home you're talking about yeah it's like a good little characterization moment for them mm-hmm. and it's interesting that manic really does feel fondly for the sewers yeah like I- he's chill with the sewer like teenage mutant ninja turtle style exactly like, this is where i'm most comfortable one of the most common fictions in 1990s children's television was that living in a sewer would actually be pretty cool. Would be pretty great. Little did we know. (laughs) (laughs) Again, they set up a plan. They have a series of steps ready. Right. They're going to, Sonic's got to run fast enough to evade some lasers, but probably the lasers aren't even really there. All the robots appear to be turned off. Mm -hmm. Like he thinks he's running past them, but actually they've just been disabled, I think, to make it easier for him to get to this room. Yeah, this is an interesting moment because they give Sonic like a headset to see the lasers and then they tell Sonic, but if you run fast enough, they won't hurt you because they're like on a certain frequency. I yeah, guess. exactly. 
and then we don't ever see the lasers. They go no. through the whole thing of giving him a headset, and they never even show up. Maybe it's because they wanted they didn't have time to animate the lasers, but they did have time to give him a headset. <laughs> well, yeah, and to draw the headset in one of the most perfect drawings. Yes, which they, you can look at it on our Twitter. They drew this episode twice. Like, there are twice as many drawings as necessary for this episode, mm-hmm. and I loved it. <laughs> Some of these, they're a little like, when Cyrus is like, He's looking shady, I guess, but his head just like turns sideways real quick a couple times. And he smiles and, and stops smiling and smiles and then his eyes move around. <laughs> and then for the rest of this episode where characters are not making the same facial expression to light up to what they're saying at yeah. all. Like yeah. Sonya does not stop smiling for the first three quarters of the episode. She's frozen in a permasmirk <laughs> and like it's not good. Her voice is not matching with her mouth. No. But Sonic gets captured. Yeah. In- oh, he goes in. He goes in. He sees Cyrus's dad. Right. Obviously a hologram, mm-hmm. but he doesn't realize that. He tries to scoop Cyrus's dad up by the hips, which is sort of weird. Yeah, very funny. And then his hand goes right through, and he's like, "Man, are they even feeding you in here? <laughs> like, if you didn't eat chili dogs at a rate of four hundred per hour, you would dematerialize. You would just become visible light." <laughs> They try to catch Sonic, but he very easily breaks out. In the meantime, however, yeah. a different team of Eggman's robots have captured Sonya and Manic. And Cyrus. And they yes. take and they, so they get him to the room. They're gonna roboticize Cyrus. They right? reveal to Cyrus that no. his dad is already roboticized. No! He's like it's just to go to show that no good deed goes unpunished. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And then they put Cyrus in the roboticizer. Sonic shows up uh using the series of laser headsets that uh, the the drones yeah they've got all these like binocular drones so the drone at the beginning it seemed like maybe it was something that sonya made and then when they were in the sewer manic says that he's modified that i think so i think manic might be the inventor and that sonya is using it yeah i think that might be the relationship here that might and because then manic uh, at least definitely edits them later yeah. to make it so they can be remote controlled. And, and like automated. Like, here, tell them a point and they'll go. Yes. And so, so they go through the entire history of advanced drone warfare in one episode here. And it's 1996. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's pretty intense, actually, to see. Uh, the, I thought about that a couple times. Like, wow, we do live in the sci-fi future now. Mm-hmm. Like, it is 20 years later from when this show was made. Yeah. And things that were, like, impossible future technologies have come to pass. Yeah. And they are terrifying. The way her headset and handhold looks is straight up, like, the way our VR looks. Yeah. The way that it is. It's the little, like, controllers that you grip and kind of go around your hands. Mm -hmm. And it's got the headset. Uh, Yeah. She's wearing a Vive (laughs) and controlling, like, a drone flying robot that shoots lasers which melt computers. Yeah, it's, like, just the top part of a Wally. Yeah. It's just the top part of a wall. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> and, and yeah, that's good. Sonic uses a whole team of them to like defeat Eggman and everybody in his office for a little while. Yeah, he like traps all of them. He makes them all freeze because he says if you move, these will shoot you. Right, and they escape. Then they go back to Sanctuary, talk for a little while. uh, Sonya comes up to Sonic, and Sonic is like, ugh, you're going to give me another lecture about how I should not improvise and we should stick to the plan? And she was like, no, no lecture. Which, okay, that's basically (laughs) the end of the episode. I would like to complain. Well, I would like to lodge... What were you going to say? Well, there's one more moment that I think is very important. Go for it. Uh, She says, no lecture, thanks for doing that. And he's like, well, at least we all made it out fine. And then she says, well, not all of us. And then it just shows them and Cyrus sitting next to a lake. 
mm-hmm. and zooms out, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, Sonic gives him a little hug. Refre- like Reflecting very briefly on the fact that Cyrus's dad was killed yeah. and turned into a robot, mm-hmm. and that's the consequence of war. And, and Queen Alina says, like, and then Sonic and the other children learned that there are consequences to, like, even a win comes with a loss sometimes. Or yeah. something. And it's like, whoa, whoa! Got very heavy there for a second. Sonic Underground, was that the one where Uncle Chuck, where we watched Uncle Chuck get roboticized? Or where he he came back from roboticization and then got roboticized again? Uh, no, I think that's the other one. Which other one? The Adventures of oh, Sonic? So- Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, you're right. Is okay. that right? Yes, you're right. And now I'm getting these two conflated a little bit. Like yeah. this dystopic wastelands. Like when they when they were like, why haven't I heard of Sanctuary? Oh, Sanctuary is where we keep the kids. I was like, oh, we've been there. No, we haven't. Mm-hmm. That was not whole yes. from the other one. So now <laughs> we're getting tangled. But... But um, no, the consequences are, are, are real. Now, what is your complaint, please? My complaint is Sonic did improvise and, and yes. save the day. Yes. Sonic, they actually, the thing that was bad in this episode was when they did make a plan. When, yes. When they made a plan <laughs> based on Cyrus's information, it went bad. Uh. Sonic listened to everybody, followed the plan, and they all got captured anyway. No. Well, no, because he did deviate from the plan by stuffing himself silly with inadvertent chili dogs. No. Distraction dogs. No, I'm talking about the second half. He didn't do that in the second half. In the second half, when they put the headset on him, they had the map. Oh, okay. They told him to do it. Oh, right. He went and did it. Right. He followed the plan exactly, and then it was only his improvising that saved them that time. Right. Okay. Well, so, and so Sonia seems to learn, like, hey, no no lecture because right, but that's you a, did good. That's a bad but lesson a bad for Sonic. It's a bad lesson. Yeah. It's a, it's a bad lesson for Sonic. Yeah. And I am interested in this because we hadn't talked about this before, but I'm interested in this in context of Underground, especially because he okay. has siblings. Right. Is that this is true for a lot of sonic's friendships but especially when we're looking at his siblings as a trio they have these new magic powers they all got right but before that sonic was the only one that had a superpower yeah they all had some abilities like Uh manic could play the drums like a normal person that's good at the drums right and And sonia could be acrobatic in in the way that a normal olympic athlete could do flips and stuff exactly but sonic had the superpower super speed yes and he was the only one that had a superpower to begin with, and yeah. all of their superpowers as a trio rely on the other two being around because okay. their music powers are connected to having each other around. Don't they also do other stuff? I'm having a hard time remembering, but they had that training montage episode with like Fabio the Cat. And yeah, but none of it is none of it is equivalent to having a like it's straight up stop yeah. save the day superpower. Yeah, okay, right. Okay. So what's your point with that? My point like, is that like Sonic is continually brought in to just like into the fight and save the day yeah and i was under the impression that the way this episode was going to go is showing that that actually doesn't work in some cases the arc of the episode was to chastise him for doing something irresponsible and then show that actually that was fine right and that's not very good no <laughs> it's not good at all because because he still saved the day by turning into a tornado and hitting everything in the room. <laughs> and it actually, it's not that he improvises, it's that he turns into a tornado and destroys anything in the vicinity. Like, that's actually what he does. Yes, he's not coming and up with a new improv- trick every time. He's just <laughs> oh, turning Sonic, into you tried, a tornado. You tried something really risky. No, I didn't. I just turned into an energy tornado again and destroyed all the robots like I always do. Check this one out, y'all. I call this one the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> oh, really? Because the one last week you called Twister... 
<laughs> was that different or was that the same? You have Ugh. kind of a movie thing going on. Yeah, and oh, next week, get ready. I'm working on a little something I want to call Sharknado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one's Tribdisc and, and our- a little bit Greek. <laughs> Are there any... Do you, by the way, no big deal, but do you guys know about any other like... Like tornado related movies because I am is running there, out. Because I'm running out, but I I want you guys to think that I have new tricks. It's still the same trick, but I'd like to call it something different. <laughs> <laughs> the like also yeah. we noticed too that in, for some reason in this episode he was doing the tornado trick way more than the spin dash. He only did the normal like circular saw spin dash once in this episode I think, mm-hmm. and it was when he was falling. He did it for a second to like slow his fall, and then he landed on his feet. Yeah, that was like the only time. Every other time he was a stationary head on top of a tornado, a glowing stationary head on top of a revolving tornado. Now oh maybe now what I think is that he's revolving at a fr- at a, like a frequency at a frames per second equal to the camera used to film the show. Yeah. So that's why you only see his head every 24 frames and it's always in the same position. That's explicable. That's science. Okay. The thing I don't understand mm-hmm. is why he's always tornadoing instead of the other thing. But why is it on top? Where yeah. where else would his head be like so it must be that his arms and legs are spinning around yeah. independently uh-huh. of his neck. <laughs> No, no, his head spinning too. You no, got to think conceptually. No, no, here. no, no, because if that was true, <laughs> listen, if that was true, if he was spinning at 24 frames yeah. per second, then it, we would see him just sitting oh, there. Oh, his head, yeah, that's right. He his would, bu- just, he would <laughs> just move he, he, through he would space. Be, he would be Da Vinci's Octodad. Yeah, just like, right? just like <laughs> floating through space. He wouldn't be going up and down. He would just be floating. Wow. He'd just be the arms and legs out. It wow. would look like a claymation video. But <laughs> since we only see his head, it requires that either his head is rotating at a different rate <laughs> yeah, or yeah, that it's yeah. not rotating at yeah. all. So we got to go with the head's not rotating and somehow his body is. Yes. That's not right. That's not right. Well, often his legs are rotating at a, on a oh, that's on true. a way where they're not okay. really hinged. This is an aspect of Sonic's physics that we have not delved into. So we talked about it with <laughs> with Metal Sonic, how Metal Sonic could articulate yeah. any particular yeah. thing. It what turns out Sonic just, actually can do that that's too. Just the quality of Sonic's is that he can articulate every piece. He's of He's infinite jointed. Mm-hmm. He's infinity jointed. Yes, because he's like. Oh, actually, uh, so the new bad guy in Forces oh, is sorry. called Infinity because it's just all of Sonic's joints. <laughs> oh God, gross! So Infinite's made of Sonic's joints, but apparently Sonic, you'd have to be sort of ultimately flexible to mm-hmm. be able to travel at the speed that he does. Yeah, you'd have to be made of rubber. How did that happen? Yo ho ho! He took a bite of gum gum. <laughs> That's the only explanation I could think Sonic of. Sonic has more in common with Tigger than he does maybe any other cartoon character. Mm-hmm. Because his tops are made of the, the, the bottoms, and the bottoms are made of the springs. So it's all made of springs. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, bouncy, trouncy, flouncy, gouncy, wonderful fun, wizard fun, of fun, Oz. fun, 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 yeah. wonderful wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a wonderful... Fancy, trancy, fancy, fancy, <laughs> wonderful Wizard of Oz. The, the most wonderful thing about Tiggers is I'm the Wizard of Oz. Pay no attention to the... Pay no attention to the Tigger behind the curtain. What you need, Eeyore...
is is a tail. Uh, thanks for noticing. What you need, rabbit, is a tail. <laughs> I, I, I got de- one. I definitely don't. I don't need another tail at all. What you need, owl, is a date. That's my dream, daddy. <laughs> what? Owl, the owl from from Winnie the Pooh is my dream daddy. That's your dream daddy. Yeah. The owl from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, he's very Giles, and I'm into that. <laughs> Can I tell you something true about Giles? <laughs> yeah. Up until uh, I'm gonna say four weeks ago, mm. because I saw some tweets. Yeah. With some photos. Uh oh. I honestly could not have told you. I thought Fraser was about. Like one guy? What? Wait, I thought they were the same. Okay, stop. I thought Frasier. Okay, wait. Wait, we're... is this Frasier? Is this we're talking yeah, about? You're talking about Niles, Niles. from Frasier. I've already goofed it all I'm up. I'm talking about Giles from Buffy, but <laughs> let's go down the Niles hole, please. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. I thought Niles and Frasier were the same person, <laughs> just like in different seasons of the show. <laughs> Because I've never seen it. So pictures of them were close enough that I thought I thought they were the same. What? Well, I just thought it was the same actor. Have you watched Frasier? No. <laughs> Obviously, by this point. So I saw the, I saw some pictures and realized that they weren't the exact same actor. Just at different seasons. Or different like stages of dress. <laughs> That's very funny to me. Yeah. And I just learned that Niles and Giles are two different people. Uh-huh. Two, my two favorite nerds from 1990s TV are actually two different nerds. And that gives me two dads. You've got two whole dads <laughs> yep, now. Two dads. Scrambled eggs all over my face. What is a boy to do? Okay. Uh, Back to the task at hand. Jeez. Okay. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. The television program. Yes. Sonic Underground. Sonic Underground. Is there anything else that you learned today? Um, yeah, there's one thing I learned, and it's kind of, it's a little bit serious. Okay. But it really got me thinking. Okay. One thing we omitted from the recap is that partway through this episode, because it's so jam-packed with action. It's jam-packed. It's not delivery. It's (laughs) jam-packed. The thing I learned, okay, partway through. They test when when Manic modifies the Wally heads. Yeah, they <laughs> Wally the pew pew, <laughs> Wally the pew pew. I don't. I'm not. I'm not with you. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, chubby little robot who <laughs> stacks the blocks. It's Wally the pew. <laughs> We've gone too deep. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Partway through this episode, when Manic modifies. The, the the Wally heads. Mm-hmm. He fills them with flour and he sends it into the kitchen. She's like, I sent it to the kitchen where Sonic is. And Sonia's like, yeah, he is. Which is like, <laughs> what? Um, and he shoots Sonic with the flour. Now, at the end of this episode, after seeing that Eggman has roboticized yet another father, oh. they just shoot them with flour like it's a gag. And then 45 seconds later, it's like, but even when you win, sometimes there are losses. Someone's dad died. It's very sad. What is the end game? And why don't they kill the tyrant? This is, that's a really good question. They have lasers in these binoculars, which melt heads of any robot. They will melt metal of any kind. 
And what I'm mad about right this second is that we let tyrants keep going because we think we're better somehow. Why? Remember in Sad AM when they all think that Eggman dies and they're all like, oh. Oh, okay. Cool. And then they move on and they're like, okay. But they they don't like get excited about it. Yeah, yeah. And then when he comes back, they're all like, ah, oh no. But they don't actually, they don't even really get excited about his death. No. Which was confusing to us at the time because it was like, oh, I thought that was the problem yeah it could is it possible that there's something else something worse that they're actually worried about and that Eggman himself is only a piece of the puzzle I feel like that is I mean that's an interesting question I feel like it's working too hard yeah uh, but we can explore that but in but this I, case we know that Eggman <clears throat> overthrew and we know that their main goal is to Get. He's the dude. He's yeah. the one. He has committed genocide. And it is a, like, may I say, like, moderate liberal error mm-hmm. to think, well, let's give him another chance. Well, they're not even, they seem just, like, content with continuing to destroy factories. That's what I'm saying. They've resigned themselves to this dystopia. We talk about... I'm, I'm, stop me if I get too serious, but we've been talking... Like, people are talking about, don't let this get normalized, right? Yeah, yeah. We have, like, a fascist maniac mm-hmm. as president of the United States now. And we talked about it a gosh darn year ago mm-hmm. on this program when this maniac monster was elected. And he's still there. Yeah. And it's just getting worse. And no one will stop him. Yeah. And I don't know why. Well, it's making me wonder about the connection to that feeling, like that frustrated feeling yeah. of something going over and over. is really common in uh, cartoons of the time. Yeah. And even a little bit later than that, even when uh, cartoons more that I was getting invested in. Yeah. I'm thinking of like the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy kind of, but that doesn't really count. Okay. Th- that, w- these cartoons that reset... Right. It require a sort of acceptance of the status quo. Yeah, and that you can never actually stop the person who's doing the evil. That, like, you are both going to just keep fighting by virtue of that needing to happen right, to keep right. the show to continue. And that's one thing if they actually can't, right? If mm-hmm. conflict with the enemy is impossible or if they are overpowering you, that's one way to do it. Mm-hmm. But now Sonic Underground has literally put them in a situation where they could have destroyed all of these... Evil, evil people who have done countless, have literally murdered countless civilians. And in the course of one episode, they made 10 drones that all had incredible laser vision. This is what I'm saying. They have the drones that can shoot the lasers that kill the metal. Well, I just mean, even if they didn't kill Eggman. Right. Give them a few more days. They've got 30 of those. Right. How many drones can we... So, so I think the problem... I mean, Sonic Underground throws a lot of stuff at the wall. Yeah. And it's about everything happening. Mm -hmm. And that's fine but what they've done for me is just you know escalate the stakes to a point where it's like you could have stopped him and you you sprayed him with flour yeah even if you didn't kill him you could melt his legs off yeah his his robot legs i know that's grim well he doesn't have well he doesn't have human legs either he's got robot legs right exactly like stop him yeah and they're they're just going like yeah that's four power four of his power plants in a month we're doing great it's like you got him cornered yeah what is the end game what's the plan and like how many assistants are robots too right 
I think so. Or they're at least partially roboticized. Or they have, I think, mm, Oh, no. Sleet, no. Sleet and Dingo are both Sleet and Dingo are both alive. mostly meat, seems yeah. like. <laughs> um, and he, but I, that's, that's just something I'm thinking a lot about, which is, oh, at what point, like, how do you stop Robotnik? Mm-hmm. So, how, what, what is this supposed to be? Yeah, in... Sonic Sat AM, I feel like there's a little more excusing this because in Sonic Sat AM, or a little less excusing this because okay. in Sonic Sat AM, they, uh, we haven't really seen them been given an opportunity to kill him that they haven't taken. Right, did exactly. Die. Um, but there isn't an infrastructure in place that allowed for his ascension in Sonic Sat AM. Okay. In Sonic Sat AM, he like wrested control like with a big, with a big ship. Okay. Right? That like, or like he right. used, we don't know exactly how he got in charge. Right. But we know that he, like, overthrew the king. Got it. In this one, uh, Robotnik was elected. Like, Robotnik oh. was brought into power through money given to him by the nobility. Oh, that's right. That's right. He roboticized a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he sort of, it's coerced money. Yes. But yes, he is, he is, well, yeah. He was roughly elected by the nobility of this, uh, to, like, take over yeah. from the queen. Right. Through uh, intimidation and through a lot of negative tactics, but there's a possibility that destroying him without having enough of this infrastructure destroyed or enough of his power destroyed would just kind of leave a vacuum for someone else to start using it again. I guess so. That is possible. And there could be an aspect of Sonic and crew knowing that Robotnik himself is actually not that competent. Like... That's gotta be, like, that's the reason I'll stick with right now. Because they know they've got... Like, and and the, the problem I have... This, as far as just the storytelling in this one episode goes, yeah. because overall, what a romp, you know, what a fun show. Yeah. But that last two minutes mm-hmm. where they simultaneously, where it's like, he killed my dad. We're out of here. Mm-hmm. Flower in the face, you bunch of clowns. And then, hey, everything turned out fine. It didn't turn out fine. That That is a really weird few yeah. minutes and i guess that's fine you know maybe it's well here's uh, they're trying to they're trying to make the stakes real and maybe it's about sonic not taking it seriously and here's another thing i think one of the problems is they've never explicitly told us that one of their goals is to not kill robotnik that's never that been said it's and, true and so since that yeah. hasn't come up before we don't even have the solidity of like a moral conversation for this to be about it really just seems like a strange too silly choice yeah especially when it is followed in the script by this moment of being like look at how real this is that's it that's exactly yeah. right and so it's like mm. if this is real then we at least deserve a conversation about why you didn't make the real choice of getting rid of the dude who's doing all exactly of this stuff. why is the moral argument in this episode about whether or not sonic should improvise like yes he should mm-hmm. instead like and this, I, I seem to recall this happening in Underground before, where yeah. there's like three different plots happening in the same episode. Mm-hmm. Like so much happens. And so there's like too many topics. They're not fleshed out. It's not really planned and waited to get that punch at the end. Yeah. And so when the punch comes, it's like, what? Oh, God. It mm-hmm. is real? Then wait, what? And I'm struck again with how Sonic Underground is obviously crafted by a team of people with very limited resources trying very hard to tell 
a good story. Like even yeah. the animation choices, you can feel the like walls. Like when you were talking about the like shiftiness of Cyrus, yeah. you can like feel how someone so badly wanted in the script there to be this like clarity of this guy looking a little bit shaky, right? Make him look nervous. shifty. Give him give and him some like, suspicious. And he, yeah, it just bumped up against the walls of what they could do. Right. And the same with all of these like these lines and even the voice actor. Uh, the one voice actor for all three of them, yeah, giving them like different expression and tone in their voice that the animation cannot continue with, yeah. And then the writing, the scope of the writing, yeah. Whoever is writing it, what they are trying to do, bumping up against what they are able to do in yeah. this really obvious way that is like makes the whole show feel a little bit like frustrating. Like, right? You're like, it's like just Ooh, almost right there. there. The ambition is exceeding the the execution here mm-hmm. in a way that I admire. Yeah, like same. I like the show and I, I ad- I'm glad they're going for it. I prefer it to being like, Oh, we have limits here, so we shouldn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not. And so what I'm saying is just like, I'm not even saying the show did it wrong mm-hmm. or I think that it did, but I'm not sure th- th- what I'm saying is that like th- that just drew attention to this. Like, what are the stakes here? Yeah. And, I keep wondering, I keep thinking about how, because I've been trying to come up with in my head, like following the rules of this era of children's programming. Yeah. How could they have, how could they do something significant, how could they have a significant win without killing Robotnik? Yeah. Because they can't kill him on screen or whatever. Right. But still like win? Like what could you possibly do? Right. Without killing him and imprisoning him is one thing. Right. Yeah. Taking him out of the picture and showing that someone else comes in might be an interesting Mm -hmm. way. But again, it's only episode nine. Yeah, that's true. I imagine what I was thinking could have been a really fun ending to this episode is when they are like busting up the roboticizer. Like what if the way that you ratcheted up this conflict Uh is that Eggman gets roboticized again? Right? Oh. So, like, he's already mostly robot. Whoa. He gets pushed all the way to full robot, <gasps> but is still evil Eggman. It's... And instead of getting significantly hurt, he just comes back, like, way more competent. Oh, and, it's like, Super Shredder. Yes. Yeah. And, like, way crueler. And, like, they, like, think that they've defeated him by putting him in his own evil machine. Oh, dang. But he comes back out and he has not lost his, like, uh, agency like the other ones did. Yeah. He's, like, now he's even worse and even more logical and powerful. Right, right. Like, that would have been a really... That's very cool. That's a really interesting twist. Wow, I wonder if that something like that happens at any point. That would that's be really a, cool. That is a very cool idea. That's mm-hmm. a good... And, but again, it's too early to escalate the stakes, but mm-hmm. this show just can't stop. Like, right. that's the thing about <laughs> Underground is it's it's got its foot on the gas. Episode one or two, they were getting, like, trained by Yoda. And, yeah, like, that's they, a, yeah. They learned these magic powers, and then we have never gone back to any training for them. It was and, like, that was it. And also... Sonya and Manic aren't really doing magic stuff most of the time. Like right. they leave, they just they they go to the magic sky temple and then leave it behind, and it's just stuff. All I'm wondering, logic, you know, so you know how these shows are often written by multiple people, right? I'm wondering at what point do we hit the point where the people that wrote some of them get to do it again, right? Like, and like, it ties some of these threads together, yeah. Or, or whether I'm fine if this show always remains like a sci-fi mess, mm-hmm. like that's fine by me. Oh yeah, I'm not totally asking fine. it to be something it's not. I'm just interesting if it. I'm interested if it does change or grow or shift or if it stays stagnant like this stagnant in it's funny to say stagnant because it's not stagnant stuff's happening but this episode particularly starting starting off with like yeah we blew up another one kind of 
talks about the repetitious nature of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It draws attention to that in a weird way. And how do you, how do they, because they've escalated so quickly. Yeah. And they've shown how successful and competent this team is. Right. That it almost doesn't make sense that Eggman could do anything that would beat them anymore. Except one real escalation in this episode is that he learns there is such a place as Sanctuary. That's and true. And he has a little bit of a, a hint on that. So that that gives him a place to go in the future to That's like true. ramp up the stakes there. Mm-hmm. And it also, I mean, it would be possible for them to raise the stakes by going like, oh, God, it is really serious. But then maybe they can't get to Eggman again or something. But I don't expect it to I don't expect it to do exactly that. Mm-hmm. I expect it to just kind of keep in the loop. But how cool would it be if like the next episode this isn't going to happen? Yeah. If like the next episode of Sonic Underground is like a whole 30 minute bottle episode where somebody comes up and they're like, you should have killed Eggman. That would be amazing. And then there's like, there's like 30 minutes of Sonic, Sonya and Manic having to talk through the fact that they (laughs) could have and did it and being like, who's to blame for this Manic, You decided to just hit them with flour in the machine. Sonic going, Oh, I thought that was the laser button. Like I thought I was going to get to kill. Like, but you stuck wow. the lasers with flour for a dumb joke against Sonic. <laughs> and then, like, another member of the Rebellion trying to get more power in the Rebellion to make decisions. Listen, by they can't be they, counted on to stop this guy. They had a chance, and they didn't even kill him. That actually, but actually, then, that particular plot yeah. does sound like Sonic Underground. Yeah. Like, it, it, that does sound that like could a thing, happen. having and then somebody then, come in. And then giving them the opportunity to go, well... You know, as bad as he is, we can't kill him. We can mm-hmm. destroy a robot because we don't respect robot. Like these are, you know, we don't respect robot life. Yeah, which but, is a whole other thing. You know, thing. that's a whole other thing. But like we can destroy these soldiers in the army. But like this guy needs to be held accountable mm-hmm. rather than just killed. Like we can't do that. And I agree with that, generally speaking. Yeah. Although at a certain point, I think you should do whatever you can to stop a genocidal maniac. Absolutely. Absolutely. And with that one, I think we have to go for tonight. <laughs> time to go. Running Dinner out time. Of time. Yep. Um, I'm so glad to be back on Sonic Underground. Yes. Thank you for joining me here. I cannot wait. And who knows how many more we'll watch, but I hope it'll be several. Yeah, I think we're going to do a good do a run of these. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to uh, Dave Donkin and Goodnight Productions for our theme song. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Bulby for interstitial music. Yes. And uh, thanks to everyone who made this good work of art called Sonic Underground. Thank you. And thanks to everyone who's listening. Yes. We really, really appreciate your feedback. And it was so nice to tweet a picture of Sonic Underground today and have a lot of people get back like, yes, back it yeah. was awesome yeah it's great that we've been doing this for over a year and it's cool when we hear from y'all uh if you want to tweet to us at your two show mm-hmm. you can um and uh you know you can send us an email at your two show at gmail.com yes and just let us know you're listening let us know what you want from the show it's mm-hmm. it's nice to hear from you and i'm hoping that once uh my life settles down a little bit and i'm back to a regular schedule mm. we'll be able to talk about having some guests back on it'll be awesome yeah i think we're coming back around to doing that mm-hmm. cool well I'm Caleb Zane Hewitt. And I'm Nick Splendor. And And you're to show. I was doing NBC. Oh, you want to... What is it? Show... I was doing NBC. Oh, let's do that. And your... Let's do it again. And your... Your... No, let's do it. And And your... Two...
show. That was scary. <laughs> that was weird. Bye, Is everybody. It bad? Bye. Like, oh, bye. <laughs>